0: While COVID-19 skeptics are continuously being censored, the rhetoric from the establishment continues to fall apart, especially in light of the ivermectin debate and the origins of the virus. We'll look at this imploding rhetoric in this episode of Analysis Behind the News, where we provide the perspective and the plan to help restore American liberty and independence. The Intercept reported this week that newly released documents from grant proposals seemed to show that the National Institute of Health did provide funding to gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The news was not a shock to Senator Rand Paul, who had been accusing Dr. Fauci of lying on this very subject. Richard Ebright, a molecular biologist at Rutgers University, was contacted by The Intercept for his assessment of the documents. You can read excerpts of his findings on his Twitter feed including a tweet that said, The documents made it clear that assertions by the NIH director, Francis Collins, and the NIAID director, Anthony Fauci, that the NIH did not support gain-of-function research or potential pandemic pathogen enhancement at WIV are untruthful. This follows the news report from two weeks ago that, as the New York Post published, An unclassified summary of the U.S. Intelligence Community Report on COVID-19 origins says it's plausible the virus leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China, and that it might be genetically engineered, but that investigators remain divided. Yet another report from PJ Media indicates recent research from Stanford professor John Ioannidis finds the virus infection fatality rate, or IFR, is on par with that of the flu. The New American reflected on this and published, curious about actual China virus IFRs and extrapolating from confirmed cases, he, Dr. Ionidis, concluded that around the world, more than half a billion people have probably been infected with COVID, writes commentator Andrea Whitberg. Using that metric, Dr. Ionides concluded that most locations around the world have an IFR that's less than 0.20%, she continued. However, as we've also learned, COVID does not attack all people equally, Woodberg further writes. When Democrat governors, beginning with Cuomo, decimated their elderly by warehousing COVID-infected people in old age homes, we saw that the elderly are the single largest vulnerable population. Dr. Ian Edis, therefore, decided to look at age-related survival rates And he came up with survival numbers that, if more widely known, would bring this mad panic to an end. The survival rates, as shared by PJ Media, are remarkably high, above 99% for ages 0 to 69. Again, this takes into consideration that many, many more people have been infected or exposed to the virus than the establishment is reporting. This is something we had covered in October of 2020 when the World Health Organization suggested that about 10% of the world's population may have been infected with COVID-19, which was then more than 20 times the number of confirmed cases. At the time, using this number, as well as the formula they used for calculating infection fatality ratio, we estimated 0.13% fatality rate for COVID-19 while also calculating 0.14% for the seasonal flu. Dr. Ian also observed in March of last year that the virus data was unreliable and basing the decision to lock down on this data could be counterproductive. He wrote, given the limited testing to date, some deaths and probably the vast majority of infections due to SARS-CoV-2 are being missed. We don't know if we're failing to capture infections by a factor of three or 300. Patients who have been tested for SARS CoV 2 are disproportionately those with severe symptoms and bad outcomes. As most health systems have limited testing capacity, selection bias may even worsen in the near future. Again, this was March of last year, and he is now saying it is a highly treatable and rarely a deadly disease. The New American also reported that Dr. Peter McCullough, a professor of medicine who developed a globally acclaimed and highly successful COVID treatment protocol, has said that a proper and official treatment protocol established early on could have saved 85% of the lives lost to the China virus. The New American continued, instead, however, the standard procedure has been to tell COVID patients with mild symptoms to go home and return only when symptoms worsen. Yet at this point, it's often too late for mitigation efforts to be effective, and death may result. Despite this, the demonization of early treatment medications, such as ivermectin, continues. Where are the discussions on living a healthy lifestyle, eating right, exercising more, taking any appropriate vitamins and supplements? These are variables that can strengthen your immune system and allow your body to naturally fight off infection. Studies are showing that natural immunity is stronger and longer lasting than the reaction induced by the experimental shots. The media and healthcare establishment is continuing to pound away at the number of cases due to so called variants that some experts are saying could be generated by the mass inoculation of the population. Yet, their answer is to continue pushing for everyone to get the shot. It's always a good idea to look at the numbers. So let's look at the numbers of daily cases and the corresponding deaths to see if the reality matches the hype. These charts come to us directly from worldometers.info and the data goes through September 6, 2021. Notice the daily new cases in the U.S. were shooting up and have started to level off and now drop. Now, let's look at the deaths. You'll notice an upward trend that is leveling off but in no way does it follow the much larger spike in the corresponding cases. Now, these charts are for the country as a whole. Worldometers.info also breaks it down for each state. Projections for the country show the number of daily deaths continuing to level off and then decreasing in another two weeks. Another set of data we should view in conjunction with the COVID-19 cases and deaths is the VARES COVID vaccine data as reported by OpenVARES.com. These are numbers that are reported due to adverse reactions of the COVID vaccines. It reports 13,911 deaths and 650,075 adverse reactions, including 18,098 instances of people becoming permanently disabled. News reports have mentioned that numbers in VARES can be underreported by up to 95%. Now we've said in the past that when prior vaccines hit 50 deaths, due to the vaccine, the vaccine gets pulled. So why isn't this the case now? And why is it that we are told to just get the shot, continue wearing our masks, and follow the science? We should be asking, well, what science? The science that is generated by concerned experts who are censored, or the science that is touted by those who want to use the virus as an excuse to do a great reset of human civilization? That's another topic we've discussed in the past. Globalist elites are using the virus as an opportunity to advance their agenda. An agenda that lost plenty of ground with the Trump administration. An agenda that sees the stripping of our rights, liberties, independence, and American sovereignty. An agenda that has America and other countries capitulating to an ever-increasing buildup of governmental control, all with the goal of peace and sustainability, but instead will bring a complete lockdown and freedom everywhere it exists. However, there's no emergency loophole in the Bill of Rights. Every American should be able to take whatever precautions he or she wants to, but not at the expense of liberty and freedom for all. The establishment will continue to twist themselves inside out to ensure the American people are kept in fear. Doing so gives the government an unconstitutional amount of control over you. This control comes at the expense of your liberty. If you're recognizing that the establishment narrative is crumbling, then get active to protect what's left of your freedom and work toward a complete restoration. The Founding Fathers gave us the tools to combat such tyranny and it's up to us to utilize them. Help us crumble this narrative by passing out information that is being censored by big tech. One of these pieces of information is an article reprint from the New American Magazine called COVID-19 Vaccines, a cure worse than the disease? It features two articles written by Dr. Lee Merritt, as well as an article of doctors debunking the medical consensus. This information should be shared with all those decision-makers who are considering mandates of any kinds and should also be shared with the concerned electorate. JBS members are seeing large inroads in the community and in legislatures when this information is presented, including seeing legislation introduced to protect employees from mandates. Copies can be purchased in bulk at shopjbs.org. The John Birch Society has warned America of this coming tyranny since 1958. We have the agenda that that blocks and lifts tyranny. It works best when you get involved, so please join the John Birch Society today to work with others in your area. Also, for those of you interested in traveling to Dallas, we'll be holding a two-day conference on October 15th and 16th that will feature speakers and workshops geared towards making you a better activist. You're invited to attend. Visit JBS.org for more information. Direct links are in the video description. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed, stay active, and be bold, patriots.